Hello and welcome to the Complaint Desk. Drop your complaints in the bin on your way out. We're just two worship pastors discussing all things worship and church leadership. I'm Danny, I'm here with Doug, and we're here to help you navigate the life and ministry of a worship pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump right in. What's up, man? What is going on? Let's get down over here to the music, man. <laughs> we, we could not have picked better intro music. I love it. Yeah, I know. It's good, good jam, good jam. I'm glad you found that one for us, man. Well, thanks for joining me this morning, brother. I hope you're doing well. Um, think, things are good over here. I don't know how it is down there in sunny Florida, but we have sunny. officially reached the hot as blazes portion of North Carolina. Yeah, it was 90, 92, 94 degrees yesterday, and I, I looked at a friend of mine. I was like, yeah, it's, it's here now. <laughs> well, if if you're listening to this and you hear a little bit of fan noise, that's because uh, my fans are going because it's hot. <laughs> but... Uh, well, it's good to see you today. I hope yeah. uh, hope you've had a good week. I uh, know that if you're like me, it's been awfully busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yep. So so much going on. As I, I don't know how it is down there, but you know, here with the vaccinations, some of the mask mandates are being lifted, and all those kinds of things. Um, it's it, people are almost acting like they're free. It's almost like they've just been <laughs> set free. <laughs> well, the, try living in a beach community or beach area. Um, even, you know, that much, that many more people are on vacation. They're coming to, to Florida and, and we've sort of been, uh, our governor kind of lifted the ban order uh, a while back and we've been sort of free kind of feeling that for a while, but it's, it's busy. It, sometimes it takes me 40 minutes to get to work and I only live about 15 minutes away. It's interesting because as people are, we're seeing people now, well, look, I'm seeing people I've never met. Because I started in the middle of all this transition, so I, I'm seeing people I've never met. I've seen uh, people here recently that I've only met maybe even once or twice who just happened to have come by at some point, or I run into them at the grocery store or whatever, but it, people are, are... Are they giving you that, um, hey, I've been going to church here for 25 years, and <laughs> I've never seen you before. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm sure some have, uh, you know, oh, yeah. but it, it's it's just interesting, man, because it's almost like they've been set free. Because yeah. they're they're just so excited to get to gather together to be able to come back to church, and I, <laughs> it's funny because I'm having to relearn faces. Yeah, because everything the that mask, I have no seen, mask. Yeah, yeah, they've been masked. So having to some people, I've had to do a double take. I'm like, I think I know you, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> my uh, one of my my acoustic guitar player is a female, and and she tells me all the time, she's like, well, I got to wear makeup now. <laughs> she, comes, she comes to church she didn't have to wear makeup before she goes now I gotta wear makeup <laughs> yeah or at least half makeup right <laughs> right <laughs> uh, I, I did not have that um, did, did not have that freedom <laughs> I'm ugly somebody's gotta do something with this ugly mug <laughs> you're less ugly when you wear the mask right? yeah there you go that's right it actually helped me to wear the mask <laughs> well brother so good to see you this morning I'm gonna get us kicked off here um yep. I want to share a little bit from uh, actually Psalm 145 this morning. Uh, I'm going to read this on on Sunday. I'm going to read the whole chapter Sunday, but I'm actually not going to do that right now. This is the worship pastor's go-to passage. I was going to say, this is kind of the, this is the worship passage, right? 
Mm-hmm. So starting verse one, it says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. It just keeps going on. The Lord is gracious and merciful. Great passage. Mm -hmm. Awesome to, to just spend time, meditate on, break it down, think about all the different parts that are in there. But always a passage that you can use in, in uh, your, your worship planning, in your uh, corporate gatherings, you know, pull, pull a section of it out, read three or four verses of it. It's, it's great to add in, add in there to use that. But just stopping and thinking about that, you know, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. Mm. I mean, when you think about all the implications of that, I mean, we, we feel like in the age of Google, in the age of uh, the internet, I mean, we find yeah, whatever we want. Everything in our fingertips. Yeah. yeah, we've got every piece of information we could ever really want at our fingertips. Mm. But the scripture tells us his greatness is unsearchable. You know, just stop and think about that. You know, what does that mean? And as you come together to worship on Sunday, that's the God that you're worshiping. You're worshiping the God who cannot be completely known. And that maybe that's not the best way to say it, but he is so great and so vast that you beyond can't. Our, beyond our own reasoning. You can't and, comprehend it. Yeah, and I think, real quick, I thought of the Job passage. Oh yeah, the Job passage, and and he launches. Who are you, little man? Yeah, who? (laughs) Where were you when I measured the foundations of the earth and I put a hook in Leviathan's mouth and blah blah blah? Yeah, and it's not blah blah blah, but it, it, you know, and Job's kind of sitting there in in silence, and and for somebody who had probably had every reason in the world to complain, it would be Job at that point, but even God at that time says, "You don't understand the vastness of what's going on and who." Exactly, I am, and who you're talking yeah. to. Yeah, that's, that's uh, good. goodness gracious. That's who good am stuff. I? Who am I to say anything? You know, that's good, man. Yep. So, what you got for us today, man? Second uh, Timothy, uh, chapter two. Uh, I was you and I were chatting each other a little bit about some of this passage uh, just yesterday, but the the one part, and I'll read the little bit of the whole thing here, but. Uh, starting in verse 1, it says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in the sufferings, and it goes on and talks about uh, kind of expanding that out. But kind of what I wanted to zero in on is, um, my son, be strong in the grace that is is in Christ Jesus. Mm. We all know that. There's a, a difference between grace and mercy, and grace is something given to you that you don't deserve, and mercy is something that is withheld from you that you deserve. Mm-hmm. So we are shown mercy in the sense that we have been forgiven of our sins, and hell is now taken out of the picture, and that's that's mm-hmm. mercy because we deserve that. Yeah. 
grace is something that's given to us freely that we don't deserve. And that's the part, interestingly enough, that Paul says here, be strong in the things that God has given you that you don't deserve. Mm. And then there's tied with that. There's a lot of things tied with that. There's an, an essential hope that is tied with that. Um, and, and you'll, you see, as you read the passage, if you've gone on down to 11, 12 and 13, um, just how valuable that is. And, and that constant hope, be strong in that mm. and then teach these things to faithful men or faithful people. It's it, it, the literal translation is mankind. Everybody teach these to faithful people. It's just an amazing thought to, to think of that in that, in that sense. I love the end of that, that section of, of uh, chapter 2. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. Yeah. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's an amazing, just, again, just amazing to think about. It's so hard to comprehend because we're just not, we're, we're not that way. Mm-hmm. And and right before that, we could get into this whole thing. I love it. But it, it, verse 10, this is why I endure all things for the elect so that they also may attain salvation. Paul's whole life in point, and by the way, he was writing this letter likely from prison, writing this to Timothy. And Timothy was the younger guy. He was the mentor. And, you know, that whole picture, he's writing this to Timothy to say, hang on to this grace. And I'm enduring all these things so you and others after you can find salvation. How many times do we have that attitude? Yeah. I'm suffering. I'm going through all this stuff I gripe and complain about all the time. I'm going through this because God wants me to, to show someone else that they can go through it, that they can have salvation in, in God. Well, that, that kind of bounces right back to this, um, to this Psalm 145 passage where he says, it all bounces back, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But where, where's it? Um, one generation shall commend your works to another. Yep. Shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Paul saying, I do this so that you'll know. And then we're reminded that, I mean, that's what we have. What do we have? We have a story. We have a story that we can tell. We have, uh, you know, if if you read through, if you read through the entirety of the Bible, I mean, it it all ties together, right? It's all a common a common thread, and we have it because it's been passed down to us. We know that God created Adam and Eve. We know that uh, that God sent the flood. We know that He saved Noah. We know that He. Um, he chose Abraham and mm-hmm. would make his generations greater than the number of stars. We know that through um, Moses that that they would be led out of Egypt. I mean, that's a huge one all through Scripture. We know that through uh, King David, you know, that, that great things will be done, that the kingdom would be established through King Solomon. Um, <clears throat> so we have that story. And I think it's 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 neat that you brought that out, though. That you know, Paul says, "I do these things, I, I preach these things, I suffer these things, I endure these things, so that you will know 
so that you can go and tell. Yeah. I, there's a bit of dramaticness to it. So if we, if we tell the story, if we tell the story in, in, in likely the way it happened, Paul may have been pinning this, looking at his jail cell, maybe looking at his pending death, knowing that if you, if you, if you want to be like rubber meets the road, this is not going to end well. I'm going to die. Right. I'm going to die for this. And uh, you and I, well, I don't want to put you in it. I would be scared, you know, of that and, and afraid of that. And how is that going to come out? I don't want to die. My family and, 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 and this and that and the other. He just looked at it and said, I'm suffering this for you. Yeah. Think about Timothy reading that. What's the impact on Timothy? Wow. <laughs> I'm not, you know, Timothy at this point's like, you know, younger. I'm, wow, you're doing this for me. And, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So flee youthful passions, right? Yeah. Flee youthful Pursue passions. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace. Man, it's a good word. Yeah. I mean, it that- looks like, uh, it looks like our stream disconnected. So for those who are coming back uh, with us on that, I hope you got got some of that if it buffered. So. <laughs> if not, you can check out the recording later. Yeah, yeah, um, we've got our podcast going soon. But um, I had to make sure I was recording there. It kind of freaked me out. <laughs> 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 that, that I mean, that really is a good word. And ultimately, yeah. I mean, that kind of, this seems to happen every week, but we, we didn't do that to get into our topic, but that kind of does get us into our topic. Our topic yeah. today is, you know, spiritual growth in the, in the worship leader, in the pastor. Um, and really this is not just, uh, those of us that are employed by the church. I mean, this, this is everybody. So no matter if you're a volunteer, if you, if you just come to church on Sundays, whatever, I mean, this, this really does speak to you Mm-hmm. Um, speaks to me, speaks to all of us. So, what we want to talk about—the goal of spiritual growth—how um, how do we how do we do that? How do we how do we get in that process? Because I will tell you, one of the things that I've seen throughout my my years of ministry is I've met uh, various people, as I've worked with various people. Um, I'm not talking pastors; I'm talking, you know, from student pastors to other worship guys to, to pastors, to whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked with a number of people who this is a struggle, right? Cause we tend to be, and you can, <laughs> you can attest to this right now. We tend to be so busy. Oh, we tend goodness, to be yeah. so tied up doing the business of the church. Okay. Let's just put it that way. Whether it's, you know, having to deal with broken air conditioners or, the latest crisis on your, from somebody on your worship team to, you know, somebody being diagnosed with cancer, sitting at a hospital, whatever it is, we are very busy because we're, we're entrusted this flock and the flock keeps us busy. Um, and so the first thing that tends to go out the window is what it's our, our spiritual Spiritual health. Yeah. 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 It's our, and then we're taught and we know this, it's the most important thing for, for each and Again, you said not just for pastors. We're specifically talking as two pastors talking about this. This is for every single person that claims the name of That's Christ. That's right. That's right. We're called to holiness. Yeah. I was, when I was saved, and many years ago when I was saved, I was told, this is some bad discipleship here, but <laughs> I, I was told, just read your Bible, you know? Yeah. And the first Bible I was handed was a, was a big, thick King Six, James 1611, Bible. 1611, baby. 
that still had the U's and V's backwards, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> because of the old, old, old way of, of writing and, and how they, they did that. Um, and, and I was just told, just read your Bible, which, you know, reading your Bible is part of spiritual growth. We'll get into yes. that, but it's not just that, you know. Well, this is something that is perpetually a struggle, not just for pastors, not mm-hmm. just for the person. In the, it's all of us, right? We all struggle with this because you walk in the door, and before I can get in the door down the hallway here, and before I get in through my office door, I can talk to, you know, five, ten people. You just don't ever you, know. You will talk to five or ten people, yes. Yeah. And that's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. Right. Right. But we but because of that, we tend to jump right into whatever the day's got mm-hmm. for us. Whether it was, you know, we had a preschool graduation yesterday. You know, I mean honestly that's when I first walked in the door, that was what I was dealing with when I first walked in the door. Yeah. So, you know, I mean those things they just have a way of they're good things, but they'll pull you away. And they they yeah. will take your attention from the things that you honestly you have to do. I hear a lot of times people say, I don't have time. I don't have the time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Whether it's read the Bible, pray, whatever. Now, what's the truth behind that? And you and I both know, and so does everybody listening or watching, you have time for what you what you, what value. you intend. Yeah. yeah. What you value and what you have time for. So you that's, will make time for that. That's one yeah. of those things where, look, okay, maybe you don't have time. Get up 30 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're meddling. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you're meddling. Cancel your Facebook account. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, look, there are things yeah. that you can do if if this is an important thing to you, and it mm-hmm. should be. It should be. But if this is an important thing to you, you have to make time to do it. And that's not just. I'm not just talking about reading the Bible. I'm not not just talking about praying. I'm talking about the whole thing, the whole spiritual health aspect of the Christian life mm-hmm. and particularly in particular today of the worship leader or the pastor or whatever, you have to make time. And I'll go and say this right off the bat. Your preparation for Sunday is not enough. Mm-hmm. Your prep work. So whether you are, whether you're reading the scripture that you're going to preach on Sunday or whether you're, reading scriptures that go with the songs that you're planning on Sunday, whatever that looks like for you, that's not enough. Yeah, absolutely not. All that's going to do is give you enough to get by on Sunday, and you'll get it done, but it won't be the best it can be because you're not full. You're not full yourself. See, when we come together, we pour out everything that's been in us all week, everything that we have been reading, everything we've been studying, everything we've been praying about, what God's been doing in our church, what God's been doing in our lives, we come together, that just all pours out on the people, right? God's grace, God's goodness, God's kindness. And by emptying ourselves out, we encourage the congregation to do the same. Empty yourself out because this is where we come together collectively. Mm. You don't come Sunday to get full. You come Sunday to empty yourself out. You Mm. fill yourself up during the week. And, and that goes for both. I think one of the, we didn't intend on talking about this, but one of the things about being, or we're talking about being a, a good, in a sense, a good pastor, good worship leader, how you should do it as a good church attender, as a good church, you know, unifier, 
how do you come to church? Not to receive, but to pour out in, in the same sense. Because it's all, and I heard it recently put, I was talking with our pastor, and it's a vertical kind of aspect, a vertical view, a vertical motion. And it's not, I hear, I hear people say this all the time, come to church, I, I didn't get fed today, or I'm not, you know, <laughs> should be getting fed all week, you know, and I, and I know what people are saying when they're saying that, but it, it really is a pouring out. I like that. I like that analogy and picture. Well, I mean, let's just be very frank about this though. If people are coming and saying that they didn't get much out of it, mm. probably they've not put much in it. Yeah. Right. Because I would say even the weakest That's sermon, hard words, brother, even the weakest sermon the most messed up music yeah. in the middle of all that, the most stumbled through readings in the midst of all of that. If your focus is on, on God, give me, give me, give me on holiness. If your focus, if your focus is on those things, mm, it doesn't yeah. matter. Now, please don't, this is not an excuse, but it doesn't matter how poorly I sing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how poorly the pastor preaches. God will be glorified, mm-hmm. and as a result, the believers will be edified. Our how worst. Many, how many times have you served and you you went to mission fields? I spent an Easter Sunday sitting on rocks in a <laughs> in a area where people gathered to to worship, and and it was it was kind of under a cover in indoors, kind of not like we think indoors. This was in India, and I know you went to various places too where you served in. Church wasn't on a cushy pew with lights and nice, you know, music and everything. And God was glorified and such a sweet spirit there about that. Yeah. I I mean that, that vertical piece that you're, that you're talking about that, that glorifying God piece in the midst of all that, there's, there's the edification piece of believers coming together in unity, coming together because of what God has done in their lives. Again, just like the scripture, because of what we've been told that has been shared from generation to gener- generation to generation and their children and their children and their children. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, I had to go there. Carrie Job. Yeah. <laughs> I know you went there, <laughs> but as that story is passed down, not only is God glorified, but, but, but the believers are edified. And because of that, mm. we're all better. Yeah. So, that that's the interesting thing to me is the sweetest times of worship are when the people have been spending time with God. Because hmm. when we come together, it doesn't matter if I I sing wrong words, I play wrong notes. What matters is together we're glorifying God. Hmm. Now I want to hone my craft so I don't do those things right. Right, exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day the performance, if you will, it can be, it can be sad. It can be pitiful, Mm. but if we're together, if we've put in the work during the week, we've prayed, we've read our Bibles, we've been to fellowship, we've done these things. Worship is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's not on the pastor. It's not on the worship leader. It's not on any other church staff. You know, if you feel like you didn't get something out of it, I promise you it's not because I haven't put in the work. What are you putting into it? And that goes for all of us. And so kind of bring that full circle. 
I say then, the work that you do to prepare for Sunday doesn't count. Mm. It doesn't count. You've got to put more time in than that. As a pastor, be as a leader. invested. Yes. Personally invested. Yeah. Yes. As a pastor, as a leader, you have to put your own time in outside of your work prep, if you will. If I'm doing air. <laughs> yeah, you're doing air, air quotes on a air bunnies, Air bunnies. Well, for the air people bunnies. that are watching the video. <laughs> We're doing air quotes right now. <laughs> yes. For the, your your work is different from your own personal time with the Lord. Mm. I'm not saying that he can't point something out in your personal time that you use in, in worship, okay? But what I am saying is the time that you're studying to prepare a sermon or to prepare for music, that's good time, but that's not time that you're spending just building that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You're spending that time to craft a worship experience for the people to come. Mm. Well, and, and back to the, the, the comments that I, I've probably heard for 20 years, and, and I may be a little brutal in this, but when someone says to me, well, I didn't get anything out of this. I mean, how many seminary classes have you sat in where you were in a three and a half hour class <laughs> and the teacher is the professor, God bless them, love them, wonderful, but monotone voice for three hours. But I know there's a test coming. Yeah. And what I get out of what that man or woman says is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. So just like coming to church, and this is the harder part that, that maybe stepping on the toes, and even my toes, yeah, right. if I'm not getting something out of it, it's your fault. It, it's my fault, yeah. you know? And I went a little slang there, but it, it's, it's my fault if I'm not coming, to, coming to, to, to worship, coming, and if I'm not receiving, quote, air bunnies again, um, then it's then it's my fault. Yeah, I got you saying air bunnies now. Our stream uh, our stream keeps cutting in and out. She, just FYI here. Yeah, I saw that. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into some of the the, the spiritual growth. Um, so, so how I, how does that happen? How, what do we do to make that go? I, it's, it obviously starts with humility. James four six tells us, uh, therefore, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And we operate fully on God's grace. We operate fully on those things that he blesses us with that we, we do not deserve. And he says in this passage in verse 10 of James six or James four, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Mm. Um, Isaiah 57. There's several, several other passages, but two, two that came to mind for thus says the one who is high and lifted up, remembering God is high and lifted up. We are not high and lifted up. We are lower than God um, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says this, I dwell in the high and the holy place and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit. So uh, to receive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart uh, of the contrite. So we approach this with humility Mm. and it's not something, here's something we don't hit on enough, I think. It's not something we can manufacture. I can't right. just wake up tomorrow and say, hey, I'm going to be humble. <laughs> because that's not humble. <laughs> that's not the definition of humble. It is a Holy Spirit-empowered, given thing. You know, you don't wake up and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be saved today. I, you know, no. I, saw, I saw a funny meme that goes along with that today. 
uh, saw saw it this morning. That's the only reason I even remember it. <laughs> but but it was it said God Moses go write the book of Numbers. Moses okay. Moses was the most humble man, the humblest that ever was. <laughs> <laughs> <I like that. laughs> I got a kick out of that this morning. Moses knew how to write it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny to me, but but I agree. I mean, I think understanding ultimately what that speaks to is understanding who God is mm-hmm. and who you are. Right. Ultimately, and that, God that is, in itself should make you and put you in the position. He is high. I am not. Yep. It's just like we were talking about Psalm 145. His mm-hmm. ways are unsearchable. We mm-hmm. can't know. He is so yeah. great. We'll never fully explore. In all eternity, we'll never fully explore who he is. Yeah. Understanding that, understanding that he created everything by speaking it into existence. Understanding that he controls everything. Understanding those things, I mean, that should... That should drive you to your knees. Mm-hmm. Oh God, help me because you're you're in control. You're yeah. the one. I got nothing. I can't make the world spin, God, but you can. Mm. Help me make it through today. Help me make it through this next yeah. rotation. I mean, I think the humility you, you've just got to recognize. He is who he is. We are who we are. If you're at a position in that, you're you're lacking. I am lacking. I'm speaking to myself as well. We're lacking the spiritual, the beginning. We're lacking. We're we're not even mm-hmm. in the starting gate for that. You know, yeah. you, you're not going to grow spiritually unless you humble yourself. And I see this. You know, again, I'll step on a toe or two here with this. I see this many times as one of the negative things about being a pastor. I see a lot of pastors mm-hmm. who don't have a lot of humility. I, I say a lot. I'm generalizing a bit, but we all struggle with that because of, of our position and, and there's a lot of negatives and positives and, and we've talked about all, some of that stuff before, but if you don't start with humility, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong race. You know, you're not even going to begin in that. Well, I think it's interesting because you, you say that, I mean, a lot of times for better, for worse, pastors kind of get put on pedestals. Mm-hmm. Um, of our own, of our own making. So, sometimes it is, yes, I agree. Yeah. Sometimes it is, but that's why we. You see, as we talked a while back, you see all these guys falling from, falling from grace, if you will, falling from mm-hmm. their their positions because of things they've done, things they've said, something because they feel like in some ways, it's the celebrity pastor mentality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. The traps are there. I've seen the traps. You, I mean, they're very clear. Read the news. Right, the traps are there. I know they're there. I want to avoid those traps. Don't put me. I'm. I'm. I'm one of. I'm one of the people. I'm a sheep yeah. too. I have yeah. a little bit of leadership responsibility, but just like everybody else, I'm. I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep leading other sheep. Here's the. Here's the danger there, because there's a bit of a rub. Recently, we've read about Hillsong pastors, you know, and, and yeah. some of the issues there, and we read that and we think, oh well, Hillsong. The reason why this is happening is because Hillsong this, that, the other, the five, six things that we complain about, you know, those things. Yep. And we start pointing that finger. Yep. And, but, but we don't realize that by doing that, we put ourselves in a proud pedestal position to be able to point down at them oh, yes. and say they're doing it wrong, but over here we do it right. And we're just as bad as they are and just as sinful as 
they are, quote, there's more air bunnies, but <laughs> just as sinful in our pride and our attitude in that as they are. And it's such a dangerous thing when I see something like that happen. And you and I've talked about, I know your heart with this, you know, Lord, not another bad example and not another bad testimony of Jesus Christ, mm. you know, and, and we, we kind of come at it from that end saying, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish people would get, it. I wish they would stop, you know, doing this. It's a bad testimony on, on Christ. And, um, for everybody who stands for, uh, any of those mm-hmm. things in Christ. So what's the old playground adage, right? You point one <laughs> finger, whoever you're pointing one finger at, how's it go? Yeah. Four more yeah. pointing back Four at you, right? Four more pointing back at you. Yeah, and that's that's about how it is, right? Just stop I mean, pointing fingers. Yeah. Just, just stop pointing fingers, you know? <laughs> I'm going to get angry here in a minute. Stop <laughs> pointing fingers. Every time I point a finger, I realize how silly I start to say stupid. Yeah, you did. <laughs> How silly I look pointing my finger because I'm just as sinful as, as anyone else on this earth. Well, that, see, that's the thing, though. That pride trap will get any of us at any time. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, it takes one comment for us to be puffed up. Oh, mm-hmm. oh look at me. <laughs> look at that. Look at, look at that church across town. Why? Yeah, so they had 300 people saved, but but did they really... You know, what did they do? Did they offer them gift certificates to come over? And, uh, it's always or, easy to second guess those things, right? Yeah. So, so there's a beginning. Let's, let's jump into some of the things about growing. The, the goal of spiritual growth is to have a Christ-like character, period. Right. Growing holy. Becoming more like Christ. Yep. Um, I have a long way to go in that. You know, and I know you would admit you have... Less than I do, but, you know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's like you were saying a minute ago. I'm not sure I've even hit the starting gate yet. It oh feels goodness. like it some days, you know. But starting with that, spiritual growth occurs not just, to, you know, it's not justification is, is immediate. We are saved. Mm-hmm. That's immediate. Mm-hmm. Sanctification and this process is progressive. And yep. a lot of times people don't understand that growing as a Christian Hopefully, prayerfully, you are more mature as a Christian in your spiritual growth now than you were 10 years ago. But then yesterday. You know, even, even, yeah, even in yesterday. So it's a gradual thing. Um, one of the things to start out of the gate, you know, I had written down was making spiritual growth a commitment and a priority. Right. Decisions to grow spiritually are willful decisions, not, and, and to follow through with your commitments. And I used to tell my, High school kids, I taught Bible um, for a number of years mm. and other things, but I taught Bible in, in Christian school for a number of years. One of the things I used to tell them all the time is, um, it, and I kind of would tell it in this way, I was like, you signed up for this. You you, you saved, you, you were saved, you re, um, received Christ as your Savior. You signed up for this. And for any adult, it's the same way. You committed your life to Christ. Yep. It doesn't just stop there. You know, it's a commitment. Follow through with your commitment to serve him. Well, not only that, but you're not going to fall into holiness. Oh, gosh, you're not no. going to stumble <laughs> into it. It's not something that that you sit back and it happens to you, right? Yeah. Like, okay, here I am. I'm a sponge. Yeah. Dump your holiness on me. Okay, no, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen some, right? This but, is the air I breathe. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. I can't, I can't laugh, man. I don't. I don't have enough voice. Stop it. 
Oh, goodness. I, I, you had to put me on load management here like the NBA. <clears throat> yeah. Just so I can get through all this. But you're, you're just not going to soak that up. It's not just yeah. going to happen to you. You've got to chase it. Yep. And some days, some days it's going to be like, yes, God, I'm all in. Let's go. It's easy. Some days, look, it's like working out. I didn't get up this morning to work out. We had a long rehearsal last night. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sleep well. I just couldn't. When that alarm went off at 545, it wasn't happening for me. So you know what? I shut it off. I rolled over. I'm, I might get one in later this afternoon. It's just like that. I'm not going to work out by laying in bed. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not, not going to become grow. <laughs> more holy by laying in bed. You've got to put in the time and the effort. You've got to do yeah. it. You've got to make it a priority. I agree. That's that's a good word. Um, one of the next things was, it, it, this is obvious, but it's not so easy. You talked about the busy life, all the busy things, all the stuff that gets in the way. Um, this is what I'm communicating to my 10-year-old and 12-year-old sons <laughs> now. Son, did, did you do your devotions? Yes, Dad, I did my devotions. And I know it was like three minutes because he wants to play the switch, you know. No. Spend time with God and, and not just go in there and read real quick. If you think in the day's time of what you do in a day, mm-hmm. how much media, social media, news, information that you soak in, compare that to that of you, how much you soak in of God's word mm-hmm. and spending quality time with him, it, it doesn't even pale in comparison. No wonder I struggle with the things I struggle with because I don't spend enough time with God. That's right. You know, or comparatively not enough time with God. Cause you can never spend enough time with God. Right. And this is why Jesus many times, and, and we're giving the ultimate example. This is why Jesus would, uh, uh, something would happen and it, tragic and everybody's freaking out and whatever's going on. And he says, well, let's go over here and pray. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not time to pray. Jesus. This is time it's to act time and, to and do something. No, let's let's go over here and pray. And and he spends time by himself and, and prays and spends time with his disciples and prays. Spending time with God is is vital and is, is important. Well, so, ultimately, Christianity is a relationship, right? Right. It's the world calls it a religion. And sure, okay, I'm fine with that. Mm. But ultimately, the religion is the relationship. Yeah. It's the relationship that you develop with your Savior, with Jesus. You look at what he's done, you're right. The 24 hours a day is not enough time. Yeah. If you really boil it down to what's what's most important in this world, 24 hours a day is not enough time. Yeah. So the five minutes that you spend, the 10 minutes that you spend, if you're really spiritual, 30 minutes, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's not enough. It's never enough. It's never going to be enough. But you've got to do something. You've got to spend that time. Look, we've been married. We just celebrated 20 years. Ooh. She's put up with me for 20 years and hadn't killed me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Jill is a wonderful woman. She she is. <laughs> she is. But you don't build a relationship over that time frame by passing each other in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and sometimes that's how it happens if you're married and you have a busy life. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying those things. But, but you spend time with them. You say, I love you. You, you. You're you're with them. You do things for them. You you're, you're just with them. 
you find out what their interests are and you want to please them and you want to live a life with them, connected with them. Yes, yes, because, you know, by your wedding vows, you want to spend eternity mm-hmm. with them, right? Right. And and you don't do that by sleeping in the same bed. Mm-hmm. You got to do you got to do a lot more than that. You got to spend the time. You got to put the effort in. You celebrate anniversaries. You celebrate Valentine's Days. You do those kinds of things. Or or, or your uh, if you're not married, you know your parental relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't develop a relationship with your parents just by being there. You 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 build those relationships. Same in leadership. You don't build relationships with your people by just being on stage on Sunday. Mm. You're with your people. You spend time with your people. You visit them in the hospital. You visit them on their front porch, whatever you need to do. Take them, take them for a cup of coffee, but that's how you build a relationship. Same, same with this, right? Yeah. And listen, it's, it's hard today because and do a broad scope of things that we consume today. Um, I read recently that YouTube is doing a, what's called YouTube shorts. And it's a reaction based on some of the more popular things in our society today, like TikTok. And it used to be back in the day, it was Vines, these little small, short clips of videos. And you and I send them to each other as memes sometimes and and, and everybody. But our attention span has drastically shrunk down to a very small level. And we can consume things and we want a 20 second bite of life, mm-hmm. you know, and then we try to approach God like that and it, it doesn't work. You doesn't can't work. just take 20 seconds right. of God and then live off the blessing of that for, for your, your week or your day or whatever. Yep. yep. Right. That's right. Let's move on. What you got next? Yeah, man. Um, so spending time with God, and I think that includes studying God's word. Okay. Spending time in his word, spending time with God, spending quality time with God, time in prayer obviously time in prayer. Yeah. And I think that's, these are nothing that we're given. Like we have some secret, secret information that nobody mm-hmm. knows, but think about it for a moment. How much time do you spend in prayer? And this one's a knock on me. Um, mm-hmm. Many times I think somebody calls and, and like last night I heard someone, friend of mine here at the church that, that just found out their cancer came back. My first reaction is, I want to do something to help. Can I bring you food? Can I give you a ride to the hospital? Can I do whatever? My first reaction should be to pray because mm-hmm. that's the best reaction. We don't feel like it is because many times we don't spend a lot of time in prayer ourselves to see what God does, you know? Yep. And again, even on top of that, as I say that, it's not even about what God does as a result of our prayers. It's about that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Jesus prayed all the time. Paul prayed all the time. When you think, well, they had more time. You know, Paul's in prison. He had all kinds of time to pray. <laughs> does, it, does it take, in my commitment to Christ, does it take me being in prison for me to pray? If I'm to that point, you know, and, and I'm not saying that's what, what happened with Paul, but I don't want to get to that point. So prayer right. prayer is important, right? Agree. And I want to talk about, too, another thing as we talk about all of this. Look, a big piece of the puzzle is accountability. Mm. Who do you have that relationship with that you can say, hey, man, have you been have you been spending time in prayer? What have you been reading lately? That's one of the reasons that we share this um, at the beginning of every podcast. Yep. That's one of the reasons that we share that scripture because that is, that's just another accountability piece, 
Mm. Right. That's the time where we can say, look, here's something that I have been reading. Here's something out of what I've what I've read this week that has really spoken to my heart, that has really gotten a hold of me, and that I've been really thinking about. It's a time where we can say, Hey, look, we make a we make a concerted effort, not look at us, but it's kinda of like Paul said, you follow us insofar follow me insofar as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So anywhere where I deviate, yeah, please don't follow. <laughs> please yeah. don't follow. Don't let me lead you astray. But anywhere I where I am leading you toward Christ, follow. Follow that. That's that's what you should be following. <laughs> but and it's hard for us because we want to we we think we know it all. I think I know it all. For me to pray, for me to commit myself to that kind of of action means essentially I don't know it all and I'm asking for help. Yeah. For accountability as yep. well. It means, hey, I could stray here and I need someone to come alongside yeah. me and, and help me. That's what help Paul me. and Timothy yeah. did. Yeah. Help me. I'm not I, I can't that's hard. That's hard for men, especially. Oh yeah. And yep. and I don't think uh women and I'm not trying to be different here, but I don't think women have as much problem many times with asking for help as men do <laughs> because we're prideful people. There's yeah. a lot of adjectives I could have tied to that, but <laughs> we're prideful people and we think we, you know, we're set up to think we can do it all. Well, it's just know? like when my kids were little, the, their favorite phrase, I do, still it. Little dude. <laughs> I do it. Oh no. Yeah, I know. I right? do it. <laughs> yeah. Me, me, I do it. I do, I do it. it. And we have the same mentality today, right? Yeah. Self broken, I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, we, we we say it in different language than that. Oh, yeah, I can fix that. No problem. I can fix that. Thank you for giving me the gift, Father, of being able to take care of myself. And we maybe we make it spiritual. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. right. Yeah. But ultimately, it's I do it. Yeah. What did Isaiah say? I am undone. Yeah. I am what, full of what sin. Woe is me. Woe is me. Yeah. Yep. So let's let's kind of tie this up here. I think the rest of this we can kind of put mm-hmm. into a discipleship kind of category. I mean, this is where you're spending time with other people, whether you are doing life, where, where you're doing life together with other people, whether it's studying God's word together, whether it's eating a meal together, mm-hmm. whether it's working in the community together, whether it's singing in the choir together, playing music, whatever it is. The discipleship relationship, the time where we spend helping one another grow, that is a big piece of this, right? Yeah. And it's, look. God designed I, I, us that way. Yes. God designed us for community. Yes. So I, I'll be I'll be very honest with this, with, with, with you guys here. That is a hard piece for me. Mm. And there's a couple reasons. One is I don't get to go to a Sunday school, life group, small group, whatever you call it. Because the way we're set up now, I can't go. Mm-hmm. And I've not gone a lot of times in the past, generally just because the way the schedule is set up, it's very hard for us to be able to go and be a part of those things. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you're part of a small group. I participate. I have, have it outside of Sunday because Sunday is so so driven and packed with things that I need right. to be leading. So I have to have one. I have a small group. We talked about it last night on Thursday nights that I'm yeah. part of on Zoom. Yeah. You know? So I participate with the the Sunday school class that my wife is a part of as much as I'm able. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that with them, but but I, I confess, I mean that is a problem spot for me because it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Timing just makes it really really hard to do the way the Sunday schedules are set up for pastors, right? 
So, you know, but do what it takes because you need to have that. You need to have that time. It's just like a lot of times, as we talked earlier, pastors fall into the trap of, well, yeah, I read God's word today, but what do they read? Mm-hmm. What they're preaching Sunday. Yep. It's the same it's the same thing, right? Same kind of idea is we've got to put ourselves in a position where we can be a part of that. Yeah. It's important. I, I love the meme that's out. Um, there's a, a little meme. We laugh at this. Where the whoever it is, the person's like, oh no. People. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that a lot of times. It's just sometimes you 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 deal with things on that level and you just don't want to deal with people sometimes. The pandemic has been a blessing for some people in that light because they don't have to be around people. And and I, I narrowly, I think it's a lot of us. I think in in many ways, our our hearts will drive us the opposite way of what God what God wants us to do. God designed right. us for a community. He designed us to be together. He designed us for accountability. All those things. Yep. Fellowship with other Christians, uh, experiencing relationships, being unified together. Yep. Realizing this is a this is a big minus that I see. In, in Christian life today, being able to disagree with someone on a certain level with a certain idea or issue yep. and still loving that person yeah. and respecting their thoughts and their ideas. Yep. We've talked about cancel stuff, cancel culture and all those things. We are so quick to, Oh, well, you don't believe the way I do. You're not a Christian. Yep. You're out. I don't, I don't want to fellowship with you and I can't be around. I can't be in your Sunday school class anymore. Yep. And all I want to say to that is if you're, if you're, ooh, I'm going to step a toe here. <laughs> I'm thinking ahead of myself. If you are so tied up in what you think and your ideas and your affiliations that it drives you away from God's church, universal church, drives you away from other Christians, there's something wrong with that. You got to rethink that. Yep. You need to rethink that. Not in every case. I know I'm making a generalization, but. Um, if something's driving me away from God's people, I've got to ask myself, which is more important? Yeah. Let's put this in the priority tier. God's church is more important than anything. Yeah. Than anything. Yep. And that's what he died for. Right. So I've come to that. And and the reason why I say that so boldly, boldly, boldly is because <laughs> is because I don't know how to speak English. It's so important we make up new words. Yeah, we make up new words. It, it's, it's just, I, I feel that in my spirit because that's that's the way I've been for a lot of my life. I'm an extrovert, but a lot of times because I'm a pastor and I'm out front a lot, I want to kind of get to the behind. I, I don't want to be around people yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I have to push myself into that. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I'm naturally an, an, an introvert. It, the ministry has, has forced me out of that yeah. a little bit. And but, it's it's okay to be an introvert, though. Yeah. We we say it like it's a bad thing in leadership, but it's not. It's not a bad thing in leadership. As long as you know how to work within those yeah, constraints, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I've seen people that are too extrovert <laughs> that need to be more introverted. Just stop talking, right? Yeah, just stop <laughs> acting like you know everything and you know everybody. Just be a normal human being, you know? Sometimes being a normal human being is the hardest. <laughs> yes, it is. Being transparent in front of others is is the hard thing yeah. for us. Well, I think ultimately, if you boil all that down, though, particularly here in America, 
everything has become so individualistic yeah. that it makes it hard for us to be in community because in a lot of ways we've bought into that. We've yeah. made our faith that way. Mm-hmm. You know, where you, you go back and you read guys like Francis Schaeffer or, or uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, community was, was everything. Yep. Right. But we as Americans especially are so individualistic. Uh, and we pride ourselves on that that we lose, we completely lose community. To the point, and listen, what you're saying right there, to the point that we will sacrifice community for what I want yes. or what I think or yeah. what I believe yeah, because I have freedom and, and I have rights and I have this and I have that. Well, let me go down that trail for just a second. I was bought off the slave block. I have no rights. Yeah, I have no freedom. My freedom belongs to Christ. And, and when I hear people say, well, I have this and I have that, I, you know, I don't agree with what the pastor said this morning. I'm, I'm leaving the church and cancel my membership. Okay. You just bought into cancel culture right there. And, and your rights come over that of everyone else's. I tell you Living that way is difficult. I tell you what's interesting. <laughs> what's really interesting to me is I've been in a lot of other countries where, so, so Mm. You have multiple generations of a family living in one house. Yeah. Where you have let's just say you have your main breadwinners, your let's just say folks folks our age. Mm-hmm. You'll have grandparents, maybe even a great uh, or their parents. Mm-hmm. Maybe even grandparents in the house, their kids. I mean, so you have you may have four generations of people in a house. Where here <laughs> I was talking this morning we raise our children to when they go to college, they don't come back. Mm-hmm. And look, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I, I mean, we're, Scripture tells us we leave our mother and our father and we go and we, we start a new separate mm-hmm. family, right? We're never untied from them, right? But what I'm saying is we have become so individualistic that the thought of having to have that it scares us. <laughs> Look, the thought of someone telling us what to do, the thought of someone, um, yeah. and just that whole ideology, and 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 we we fight against it so hard. Yep. But the whole model and 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 how we were created in Christ and purchased by Christ is to be in community. Yep. And 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 in that sense, the universal body. What is good for that universal body? Well, I need to, let's just think of it on maybe a business level. I need to buy into the program. I need to set my needs and wants and preferences aside and buy into the program. Well, what's the program? The program head is Christ. And the program that is working in this world is his church going and reaching people with the gospel. All my stuff needs to be set aside. What What did Paul say in that second Timothy passage? I'm suffering so that you may be saved. How many times have I set my rights aside and said, I'm going to suffer so my brother over here can be saved and have the opportunity to know Christ? We don't do that as Americans in Western culture. Yeah, No, we don't. It's me. Mm -hmm. Let me get saved. Let me get the blessings. And if I'm not getting the blessings at this church, I'm going to go join another church. Yeah, And and you're not going to have them either. (laughs) Yeah, and you're not going to. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the soapbox. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna well, get down. Well, I think that's good. Here. I mean, that's that's good discussion. I think that's yeah, it is. You know, here's the thing: uh, make it intentional. 
Mm-hmm. Understand the gravity of the situation. Understand who God is, who you are, and why this is important. And make it so. Mm-hmm. Make it so. So, um, look, you've got to take the time to do it. You've got to, as I said earlier, it's not going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You have to you pursue the relationship. Yeah, you've got to be intentional. You've got to have the commitment. You've got to make it a priority. Just like I do. Yeah. We let all me, let me add to the last part of this and, and we talked about this fellowship and, and community and things like that. Leading others to Christ is a big important part of spiritual growth. And, and that comes an extension of of the inward getting to know and, and community and things like that. But if you're not leading someone or or, or being involved in, in evangelism, not giving money to evangelism. Yeah. Not going on a two week mission trip where you come home and thank thank goodness you live in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, actually leading people to Christ, yeah. relying on the Holy Spirit, involved in evangelism and and things like that. That is a big part of spiritual growth yep. because you're you're connecting to Christ's plan and Christ's uh, mandate. Right? We're all we'll talk about mandates. We're we're applying ourselves to Christ's mandate. On a go. much larger level outside of yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Make disciples. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. Well, brother, that's, that's all good word today. Um, we got, uh, we're, we're, we're bumping up on an hour here. So let's wrap it up with um, what you got Sunday as we finish oh. up today. Lay it on me, man. Need to pull that out. Uh, well, here, I'll talk about my traditional go service ahead, yeah. while, you, while you pull that up. So we got to God be the glory and serve the Lord with gladness. I guess that's a big one. We're, we're, we're tackling service, if you will, for Memorial yeah. Day, kind of trying to reframe the discussion. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's, you know, w- what are you doing to, to, to get out there? What are you doing to make mm-hmm. things happen? So um, that's kind of what I'm focusing on in that service. My contemporary service, I, I almost pulled a Doug here. Well, I did pull a Doug this, this Sunday. So <laughs> I, I kind of did, kind of, although not quite as old as you do. This is Amazing Grace. <laughs> That's not that terribly old. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is at this point. Yeah. Um, we, we got all Phil Wickham. Uh, this is Amazing Grace. Battle Belongs. Um, Death Was Arrested. Evidence. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. yeah. Evidence, we're doing that one. At the end of the service, we're doing, uh, we are going back, Oh, the Blood and Goodness of God. Uh, Carrie Job's Oh, the Blood? Yep. Yep. Love that song. I, I specifically love Carrie Job it, singing that song. It is good. We, we pull it out from yeah. time to time as an invitation kind of kind of thing. Yeah. It, it just, That's such old. A good That's song. 15 years old. Buddy. That is old, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am a little stepped back into age, so I'm doing starting with my testimony. Um, who is that? Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. yeah. Um, then glory to God forever. Good old Steve Fee song. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Pulling the Steve Fee song out. Oh my um, Chris Tomlin, who shall I fear? Uh, our church loves to sing that one and blessed be your name, which is gosh, man. Been war- yeah. It's been sung good, but, uh, it's a good mix of songs. Actually, uh, we've had a new pastor now for what? A couple months. And, Maybe not even a couple months. It feels it's like been a couple about months. two months. Yeah, yeah two months. Uh, he's actually going to play with us Sunday because I have okay. 
my uh, acoustic guitar players out of town, my drummers out of town, my electric guitar players out of town, which is a reason why I pulled some old familiar ones out because we're basically yeah. two, acoustic, two acoustic guitar players and then my wife playing on the piano. So, you, you know, that's I follow a bunch of worship leader E type accounts on uh, Instagram and uh, <laughs> worship leader E. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them are meme accounts, but they're yeah based worship on leader worship probs. leaders. Worship leader probs <laughs> or um, rogue worship. I think it's rogue worship leader. Star yeah. Wars based stuff is kind of funny, but um, you know that's the whole thing that's been going around this week is looking at your planning center and realizing that all you have is a a, yeah. a flute player. <laughs> yeah. No offense to all do? the flute players out there, but you know, that could be a podcast too. <laughs> what do you do when, when all your people and here in Florida, South Florida, we have what's called snowbirds. So during the summer, a lot of our folks take off and go up North and travel because it's now nice weather up there. <laughs> up North, they come to you, by yeah. the way, I have a lot of people in North Carolina, yeah. yeah. but we're left down here with 95 degrees and nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our people who our native people who live here are, are here. And, um, and it's just summer. Everybody goes through this in the summer, but it is a meme. Sometimes I look at planning center. It looks, you know, all the reds decline, decline, decline. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh my goodness. So you hodgepodge do? what you Flute can. Solos so for everyone. <laughs> my lead, my lead pastor can play the guitar. So we had practice Tuesday. It was fun. It was a blessing. Um, I even talked about getting his daughter as well. His daughter, there one of his go. daughters sings and we're going to do it. We'll have a good time. I actually have a really great crew this week. Um, I'm only missing a drummer. So if you are a drummer and you live in South Florida, please come <laughs> call me. Come. We have places for you to serve. I have a nice drum aquarium for you to a sit in. Drum aquarium. Yeah. The, the, si the, the silent. Cage, yes. Case, the cage. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, I will buy you new sticks drum, if you would like new sticks. Drum aquarium and new sticks. Yes. Drum oh, aquarium and new sticks. Yeah, we, Come we on should, over to First Baptist Bradenton. We, we'll do it. We, we, we should wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Recruiting people now. Oh, man. Brother, thank you for being here today. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys have a long weekend. We've not talked about that or not. But if you do get a day off, enjoy it. Um. But uh, to everybody out there listening, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you so much. Yeah. Um, as always, thecomplaintdesk.com or email us at info at thecomplaintdesk.com. We'd love to hear what uh, you would like to hear, uh, things that we can help you with. But, uh, brother, praying for you, all of you thank listening, you. praying thank for you too. as well. And uh, let us know how we can be of help to you. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>